0: This week as we begin our series on Talking the Talk, we'll be reading from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 36. Hear now the word of God. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. just as your Father is merciful. Friends, this is the Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you stepped into one of our kids' Sunday school classes on Sunday mornings, you would see that our teachers are pros. So when they're teaching, they don't just teach the lesson in one way. Instead, they're going to speak the lesson and we can learn it with words, and they're going to make a craft so we can see it. And we're going to move around so we can embody it. And we're going to hit the same point from all these different angles because it helps the kids learn. And adults are really not that different from kids, which is why God does the same thing. He gets us from all these different angles. And as you read through Scripture, God will call us for different reasons. Sometimes using guilt, He will call us because of our sin. And sometimes gratitude. Do this because you're grateful. But in this passage, Jesus' concern is surprising. Three times in this little section, Jesus says, If you do that, what credit is that to you? Credit like credit card. Credit like credit to your account, money in the bank. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? If you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? If you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit Is that to you? I'm just trying to look out for you, Jesus is saying. I'm just trying to help you out. I see you working hard here, loving those who love you and doing good to those who are good to you, lending to those who will pay you back, and you're working hard at all that. And that's great. You're doing great. I'm just making sure you know you don't get paid for that. And Jesus wants you to get paid. It's a surprising image. Jesus wants you to get paid. Being a Christian is hard. Following God is hard. It's confusing. It's work. So Jesus wants us to do it in a way where you get paid. This teaching ends with Jesus saying, but love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be Jesus wants to grow your spiritual bank account. Jesus wants you to get paid with blessings. The Christian life is not supposed to be a miserable slog, suffering upon suffering, all for nothing. Get paid. God wants to bless you, so work in a way that you get paid. Does that feel strange to anyone else? Jesus says it. And the way Jesus sets up this contrast, he says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. Each time, if you do this, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. To get what he's saying, we need to expand our understanding of sin a little bit. We think of sin as something you do wrong. You're a sinner because you tell a lie. You're a sinner because you cut someone off at the stop sign. You're a sinner because you hoard stuff. But sin isn't just something you did wrong. Sin is something that's broken. The word sin is an archer who is aiming for a target and they missed. Sin is something that misses the mark. It's something that's broken. So when Jesus says, even sinners do that, he's saying, even people without God, even people who are broken, do that. Even a broken watch is right twice a day. But you don't congratulate the watch. Even a broken car can roll down a hill. But that doesn't mean you keep the car. Even a broken iPhone works as a paperweight. But you would insist they replace it. Even a broken relationship can fill your time. Even a broken fridge can hold your food. But that doesn't mean you should drink the milk. And even a broken person can love those who love them. But that doesn't mean they get paid for it. And Jesus is saying work in a way that you get paid. Put in the effort in such a way that God will bless you in such a way that you will get paid. Jesus wants you to be blessed. And so he said, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Does that sound hard? Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. It's hard. It's not what sinners do. It's not what broken people do. It's not what human beings naturally do. It's never what I want to do. But it is what people who follow God do. It's what people who are being healed do. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. It's hard. It's not natural. It takes practice. But it's what people who are being healed by God do. It's what it looks like to be building the kingdom of heaven, to be living the good news, to be embodying God's love, loving people we don't like, doing good to people who aren't good to us. Breaking the cycle of what's natural, of what's fair. Because, look at this. When you break the cycle of what's natural, suddenly everyone can see that something beyond the natural is happening. God is doing something. God's kingdom is growing. Because something beyond the natural has happened. The reason Jesus connects these commands, these specific commands, to getting paid, is because it's work. It's not like commanding you to pray. We should want to pray, to connect with God, because we love God. When we pray to God, you know, we get the peace, we get the wisdom, we feel better. So we should pray. And it's not like forgiving where we're called to forgive because forgiving also sets us free. I cannot promise that if you set out to love your enemies or to do good to those who hate you or bless those who curse you, that your life will be more pleasant. There is an above average chance that it will get worse. It will almost certainly be difficult that other person may not respond well. You may show up to bless them, to mend the breach, and they may slam the door in your face. You may watch them take your gift and drop it in the trash. They may look at you or talk about you in a way that makes you feel this big. And that's why Jesus doesn't tell us to do it because we'll feel good. We're not doing it to feel free. Jesus doesn't even ask us to do it out of gratitude. It's hard. It's unpleasant. It's work. So Jesus says, do it to get paid. Do it for the reward. Have the reward in mind because it's work, but do the work and God will bless you. In all that, there's a freedom that I hope you hear. It's okay that sometimes being church feels like work. It's okay that sometimes being nice or being kind or being merciful, blessing, loving the group of people in front of you, around you, the people you go to work with, the people you go home with, it's okay that that can feel like work. It's okay that you don't always want to. There can be this sense that because we're the church, we should all just enjoy each other. And run skipping through fields of flowers together. And want to spend all our time in friendly and stimulating conversation because we're the church. And Jesus says, it's work. Do it to get paid. Jesus doesn't call us to like our enemies. You have those people in mind. You can probably picture them fairly quickly. Jesus doesn't say like them. Jesus says... Love them. It's a choice, a decision. Love them. He doesn't say, they'll know you are my followers by your shared interests. Because we don't always have them. He says, they will know you are my followers by your love. By the way you work to care for each other by the way you work to encourage and support and build up, by your love. Over the next seven weeks, our service will be around the theme, Talking the Talk. And for the Bible, the way we talk is a big deal. The way we talk to each other, the way we talk about each other, speaking to build each other up, speaking to heal, speaking to encourage, speaking the truth, speaking with mercy, that's work. Church is work. Loving your family is work. Sometimes not being mean can be work. I tell my daughter, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. You know what's even harder? When you don't have anything nice to say, to still speak with kindness. That's work. It takes practice. Because even a broken person can say thank you for a thoughtful gift. And even a broken person can encourage someone they fully agree with. And even a broken person can trust their best friend. And even a broken person can be kind on their best day. But it takes a follower of Christ to encourage those who make your life. It takes a follower of Christ to trust someone you don't know as well. It takes a follower of Christ to thank someone for something you did not want to receive. And it takes a follower of Christ to be kind when your world is falling apart. It's a tall order. It takes practice, lots of practice, which is why we come here, to practice together. Because, believe it or not, many of these things happen in church. People in church, on occasion, have been known to disagree. People in church, I have heard, in this very church, have different communication styles. (laughs) Sometimes there are crossed wires in church, or dropped balls, miscommunication. Sometimes, on occasion, people even say things they shouldn't. I'm not saying any of you have, but on occasion, people say things they shouldn't. People step on each other's toes. People make life harder for each other. And yes, even in church, people's worlds fall apart. And all that, all that, it can cause friction. It can cause tension. And when we have the image of skipping through a field of flowers together, it feels like the tension means something is wrong with church. But the tension doesn't mean church is broken. It doesn't mean it's dysfunctional. It's a sign that God is trying to do something. It's a sign that what's happening here is more than natural. We're not gathered together because we all have shared interests or we all cheer for the same team starting next month. It's not because we all agree. That would be natural. To separate into groups where we all agree, that would be natural. But church isn't called to be Natural. what sets us apart is how we handle the friction it's how we handle the tension the crossed wires, the miscommunication the mistakes what do we do with them? they will know we are Christians by our love so how do we do the work of building each other up not just here at home At our jobs, in the streets? How do we do the work of encouraging, of blessing those who curse us? How do we do it? Over the next seven weeks, we'll be talking about what we do when we let each other down. We'll talk about dealing with discouragement. We'll talk about the power of kindness, the importance of loyalty, how the way we communicate can create a positive cycle that goes up and a negative cycle that goes down. And because how we speak to each other, and how we speak about each other, how we speak about ourselves, about our lives, because it's work, because it takes practice, after each sermon we'll have a minute to practice what we're talking about. Because it's why we're here. To do the work of being God's people, to practice in the safety of this sanctuary, to practice talking the talk, so out there in the world we'll be ready. We'll have the words to build up. We'll be ready to encourage across disagreement and bless those who hurt us. Not because it feels right. I can almost promise you it won't. We'll practice because even a broken watch is right twice a day, and even a broken car can roll down a hill, and even a broken relationship can fill your time. But our God isn't content. With broken, He is calling us to the work of being something more, to love our enemies, to speak to them with kindness even when they hurt us, to speak words of blessing to those who don't deserve it because God has blessed us when we did not deserve it. It's going to be work. It will be. It's work, but according to Jesus, it's how you get paid. This is what he says. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. So be merciful. Starting with one another, be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Let's pray together. Lord God, we acknowledge our temptation to avoid using words when they make us uncomfortable, to avoid using words when we would have to say things we don't want to. And here we acknowledge that you call us to, that you are calling us to be more than broken, that you are calling us into healing, and calling us to be healers of what is broken in others. So we ask that in this service and through this week, you would give us the words to say and the courage to speak them.